Today, we're talking about COVID-19 and how it's impacted our interior design business and what's on the horizon with Jane Dagmy. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Powell, and I'm joined by Natalie Ann Graff. And this is a special bonus episode because what's affecting us all, everywhere, the whole world, but the coronavirus, COVID-19, it's really impacted industries worldwide, really. But this is an interior design business-to-business podcast, and today we're going to be talking about how it's affecting our industry what we might see on the horizon, how we're dealing with it here at Darla Powell Interiors, what we're seeing trending in the industry. We have a special guest today, Jane Dagmy, who is the editor-in-chief of Designers Today. So she has her finger on the pulse. She writes magazines about this stuff. We're going to get her take on it. But in the meantime, we do have some housekeeping. Yes, all of our events that we were scheduled to speak at, Risa, has been canceled until further notice. Postponed. Postponed. Until further notice, obviously. Everybody knows that High Point has been postponed, so we won't be there either. So for now, we are going to batten up the hatches and stick to our social media and double down. Double down. Double down on the social media. In fact, at the end of this episode, we have a new blog post on best practices for social media posting during this pandemic really is the word that uh, that we're using for the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19. And we have some really good takeaways in the after Jane's interview. And so you guys be sure to stay tuned for that. And for those of you that are listening that are looking for that tiny silver lining through all of this that's going on, take the time to interact with your family. Um, we had a good family day the, uh, yesterday on Sunday. All cell phones were on the bar and we played cornhole. We played cards. We threw the football around. We made dinner together. And just tried to take that time to unplug and just enjoy those that we have around us and lavish in that, so to speak. And I would also like to say that I was the UNO champion. Oh, yes, that is true. You were. Wingnuts help me in welcoming Jane Dagmy again to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Jane Dagmy. How the hell are you? Welcome again back to the podcast. Thank you. It's been a while. Uh, I am very well. I am uh, in the middle of closing our April issue, our big market issue, which is more is more like now what you would have seen at market. That's what we have to do. We have to bring the market, you know, to your mailbox. So working on that, but it's a pleasure. Yeah, for designers today, of course, as we said in your intro, you're the uh, renowned and spectacular editor in chief of that magazine. So we decided to have this kind of not an emergency episode, but a bonus episode to talk a little bit about the COVID-19, the coronavirus, and discuss how it's affected the interior design industry already, how we foresee it maybe affecting people in the future, and some tips on how to deal with it in the meantime. And also at the end, I, I Wingnut Social did just publish a blog. Actually, I think it's going live tomorrow, but I leaked it to some groups uh, about how you want to consider the COVID-19 for your social media posting and some best practices for that, which will be very helpful. Jane Dagmy. Yes, Darla Powell. How? (laughs) This is so formal. Can we like, like, Jane, Jane, what's your middle name? Well, it was my maiden name. So, well, I was born Jane Susan Myers. And now 
Oh, okay. That, that gave me all the fuel I need. Jane, Susan Myers, dag me. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's all I was looking Uh-oh. for. Uh-oh. Sorry, Jane. Tell me how difficult it is to reverse engineer an issue on High Point Market when they've postponed it indefinitely, really. I mean, I know High Point has said June, mm-hmm. but we don't have anything in stone yet, right? Right. I mean, I don't think that anybody can really know if anything's going to go off in June. I mean, there are still um, showtime even prior to High Point is still scheduled for May. I mean, everybody's hopeful, but we've never seen anything like this. So, and it changes on a daily basis. And I wish I had a crystal ball, but I don't. I, I actually took a poll in our Facebook group, the Wingnut Social Media Lab, just saying, hey, if High Point does go down in June, how many of you plan on attending was one of the choices. How many of you are just going to wait until fall? How many of you are undecided? And I, I would say a good 76%, 75% said they were just going to skip it until the fall. But the rest of the remaining were, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going in June. And then there were like two or three that were, ah, I'm going to wait and see them. Let's see what the dates are. I, you know, they were kind of on the fence. Well, the trouble with it coming in June is that then you have all the July shows, all the summer shows. And so, you know, designers have to work. I mean, we love being together at markets and that's the joy that we're, we're going to all be missing here in April, but, but you have to be there. You have to be servicing your clients. So they timed it perfectly. I mean, the markets are very well timed. The only one market that I wish was like a little bit farther apart from high point was Milan. Cause I'd really like to go to Milan, but that's postponed till June as well. But I just think that, yeah, I saw some of those polls taken and designers got to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, what's really weird is that over on the design side at Darla Palantir's last two or three weeks, even with all of this bubbling up here in Miami, we've had two or three different consultations and signed a couple of new clients. It might have just been fortuitous timing. They some A couple of them had already scheduled and they just they didn't cancel. You know what I mean? So let's go into how designers can help maybe defray some of the financial losses from the social distancing, businesses closing, maybe some show, you know, their showrooms are closing. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that they can do to combat this and some of the opportunity. The first thing that comes to mind, which is the most obvious, is really polishing up that e-design offering <laughs> that you have from a distance. And I do see, I've seen a lot of designers just double down on their marketing with that. What are your thoughts? Well, I want to kind of pedal back a little bit because okay. there are designers of all different levels out here. And so in some respects, and it sounds so amazing, you know, this time to be at home, to work on your marketing, to work on your e-design. And I think that if you are established and you have some of that already in place, it is fantastic. You know, like polish it up, you know, take a class get certification for something, do all that stuff that you never have time for when you're running around. But I feel like there's a group of designers that aren't quite there yet. And it's a little bit of those designers that are perhaps isolated before coronavirus that are working from home and that are just starting out like those baby designers that- Luann Nagara. Yeah, right. (laughs) We have to pay Luann Nagara a dollar every time we say we baby designer, by the way. Dollar in the jar. So, So I just am concerned for those- who may not be farther along in their career, you know, what are they going to do at this point in time? And it just is hopefully a temporary setback for some people. But yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Like I want to read books. I want to work on some really good podcasts that I've been wanting to produce in the future. I have to close a magazine though, and also (laughs) do things like monitor the situation. I mean, We've never really handled breaking news at Designers Today, but it's kind of, it's ramping up in that direction. 
just making sure that we're covering it responsibly, which really, Darla, thank goodness for these design groups. It's really like being in a salon with other designers, you know? How many do you belong to? Oh my God, I lost count. I, I mean, I'm most active in mine. And then there's Claire Jeffords' group and Veronica Solomon's group um, and uh, Nancy Ganzikoffer's group, but uh, I don't have a lot of time. But these are terrific resources for designers with questions, yeah. Totally. I, I would say, you know, for anybody kind of in that mode of panic, the first thing to do is ask for help and go to these sites and find out what these sites are about, though. Because, you know, like some some sites, you're not going to ask, where can I get this wallpaper? That's not what it's about. You know, a lot of these sites are really about your business and figuring out how to pivot and new marketing ideas and social media. So um, make sure that you are signed up for these groups because that's that's the best thing. I, I love them. Jane, with you wrapping up with what's going to be in market and what we should have seen at market, do you have the vendor's ear to see what they're saying, to see if how they're trying to obviously make sure they can produce and get everything out there, but where, how they can help with the designers in the, in the time to where they can actually not come see anything? Are, they, are the vendors doing anything? Or? So everybody's, of course, figuring it out. Some people more you know quicker than others. I did send a good portion of manufacturers an email yesterday asking them for what they're doing. I'm not on the phone 24-7 with them, but um, I've gotten some emails, and maybe you have too, Darla, you know, for, for some of the vendors that you deal with, but like Universal has said, and if, again, this is all like it may change, but people are getting virtual showrooms in place. There are a lot of people that are reaching out that can create virtual showrooms for manufacturers. So that is definitely a way that designers can see product. And then of course, through magazines and, you know, my own and, and others as well. Universal in their last email, they said that they would be open by appointment. Oh, okay. I'm actually going there tomorrow. So right now we took a bike ride through downtown High Point because I live five minutes from downtown and we went for a bike ride on Saturday. And now is the time for pre-market. Like had it not been canceled, I think 82 showrooms were scheduled to open for pre-market. And I didn't go downtown today, but I did hear that there was a little bit of a buzz. So some showrooms took it upon themselves to open and others are not opening, but I'll be heading there tomorrow for just a one-on-one, of course, at six feet apart. (laughs) You got to wear that big donut around your waist. Right. For me and my team, we want to go out. We want to bring the news and the product to you. It's just very different because you know how great it is to be at market and sit and see yes, it and I interact do. with it on your own and meet the people that designed it and the, the heads of the companies. I think it's a little heartbreaking for all of us. And Natalie and I were supposed to go to Brazil gosh, Brazil for the Mouvel Sul. Is that how? I don't know. 2020 with Andrew Joseph and Architectural Digest and um, some Huffington Post writers. And that got canceled, too. So it, it is a bummer. And financially, it's a huge bummer. It, it is. And, and in the Amish standpoint of it, I think that everybody needs to polish their social media. Because when you're sitting at home, like I, I talked to my daughter today and I'm like, OK, Abby, you know, the whole virtual school things going on, all that good stuff. And I'm like, so what are you doing? She goes, I don't have anything to do. I'm all done with my homework. I'm done with everything. And I'm like, okay. And so if a 15 year old is going to be sitting at home going through TikTok, going through Snapchat, going through whatever, what are designers going to do? They're going to, they're going to go through Facebook. They're going to go through Instagram. They're going to go through Twitter, whatever they go through. So now's the time to double down on your social and really get yourself out there where you're seen everywhere. So when all this just like goes away, mm-hmm. which it will. you're there, it will. It, it will. This too shall pass. 
you're there. I know a lot of designers doubling down. And like I said, with the e-design and putting that out there for sure, just like Kate O'Hara from Martha O'Hara Interiors said when at 2008, you know, during the recession, the beginning stages of it, they didn't back off on their marketing budget. They actually increased it. They doubled down. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jane, we interrupted you. What were you going to say? I think a lot of people that survived and were smart through the recession will have good things to impart to those who didn't go through it. And I think a lot of the same tactics will work. In fact, that's another area of research. It's, It's interesting. Our April issue way before this, is about overcoming challenges. And so in our business section, we had divided it into the recession, into illness. You know, how do you, how does your business go on when you, the person behind the business cannot get to it or, or are in a different state of mind? We were looking at natural disasters and then hello, coronavirus. And it's like perfect timing for us. So we'll be working on that. I can't wait to actually read your blog tomorrow too, because, you know, maybe there's, maybe that's something that I think I'd love to share on our site. After this interview, I'll actually send it over to you. And and if you guys want to read it, that link will be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Yes, Natalie. Jane, I I get that six foot distancing and and whatnot. And I actually sent an email today to a client for the Darla Powell interior side and said, hey, listen, let's have a phone call. Let's have a chat. Let's have a Zoom meeting. And do you have that link from the realtor where you bought the house to where realtor 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 okay yeah say it for me darling (laughs) so you know i get that all messed up all the time so do you have that link to where we can actually take a look at the house before we have our chat and we can virtually see it where we don't need to do a site visit immediately but we can go ahead and start getting the ideas and 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 creating not me i'm not the designer designer. but creating and all that good stuff right so i think that's something i also see designers doing i saw susan winterstein of savvy interiors out in san diego pushing the virtual design consultation actually you know where you can walk through on facetime and show some of your room and get some instead of going to your house getting the consultation so i mean designers are super wicked smart especially you know susan winterstein she's no joke she's been on the show with some of the things that they're coming up with to get around this and to, and to earn income and jane like you said to your point i mean yeah it's a really nice time i would love to brush up on you know the war and peace and <laughs> go ahead and get out and catch up on my gardening but mama's got to make bank mama's got to keep the lights on and and, you know i have employees so we have to think of how we can start income and traditionally i don't know how it is for how you found it for designers coming up we're coming up on summer and that's always slow anyway so this going into summer is almost like a double whammy yeah and that's actually uh we have gail doby doing a doing a story or a an expert column on prepping for the summer slowness. And that that's for next month. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just, yeah, we could actually move that up. <laughs> I might actually have our copy for that. There you go. But there. yeah, I, I think that, thank goodness for technology. Yeah. You're a technologist, Darla. I know that. So thank God for it, because it's a really fantastic tool that designers can use. And I think that what I've gathered from reading through a bunch of posts online is that clients are more than happy to do a Zoom consultation with you. And I think that designers need to listen really well to their clients and not push, you know, not cause any discomfort with this whole, you know, coming into somebody's home. And, and I think let's just use the tools for now. So I have a question that could probably be off the wall and could be deemed Amish, but most likely, <laughs> most likely. Amish, yes, <laughs> yeah, deemed Amish. But for I know we're talking about uh, servicing our clients and and all that good stuff. But what about the designer? I mean, is now a good time to push for PR to be noticed in these magazines? To be, you know, given some limelight and say, you know, despite all of this stuff, let me show you this designer to just give them. 
I'm trying to think of the right word. I think I know where you're going. I mean, you're Jane gets me. Oh, I do get it. Well, Somebody has to. <laughs> Again, you know, if it depends if everybody is watching their purse a little bit like, okay, you either go conservatively or you go like the woman that you just mentioned, Darla, I don't remember O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Kate O'Hara. You, know, you go and you and you step it up. But figuring out what people need right now, right? Like what do what do people need? They need hand sanitizer <laughs> and, and toilet Clorox. paper. I know, and toilet right? paper. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't Oh that's what we should do. Take toilet paper to our consultations. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Get it printed with your logo or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we joke because what else are you going to do cry? But it really, it, it, in the big scheme of things, it's not a joking matter. So if it was on your roster to interview some different PR professionals and go that route, then maybe continue your search. But I don't know if it's like the magic cure. I don't really think anybody knows to be uh, at this point. I think everybody's taking this day by day. I think that we all have to talk about it. That's what reminds me about 9-11, that it's just the collective conscious. You cannot escape it. And I feel that it's so weird because last week, is today's Monday. It's like, what day is it? I, you know, I didn't get dressed for work. I did manage to get out of my out of my pajamas. But, you know, working from home is is now I mean, I love it, but let's see. So last Monday I was down with people. I was at a small designer gathering. And it's just like in the course of a week, I feel like a lot has changed. So I'm glad that we're getting together here. But, you know, this conversation could happen two days from now and be a totally different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about commercial design and commercial designers, because residential designers were all affected, but commercial designers are really getting getting hit there. What are you you hearing in the groups that you're in? Question Mm -hmm. to you. I mean, you're in Miami, you're in the center of the cruise business. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we don't do a lot of commercial design here. So we don't really get requests for I think we've done two commercial projects in the three years. It's mostly residential here. And so far that we haven't we haven't been affected. I mean, like I said, that might take some time to catch up with us, but and the area that you're in in Miami, you're more like you're more out of the the South Beach sort of to judge the um the crowd what's happening in the hotel business. I mean, I I think that with people not traveling, you know, I don't know how, exactly how hotels work on budgets, but it could be a good time to do renovations because not that many crowds perhaps. Right. I mean, I don't think the airplane industry is going to say, you know what, it's a great time to renovate those planes and let's get, you know, some designers. I mean, who knows? You know, <laughs> they might. Well, they, they definitely, you know, there are more planes grounded, but it's taking a hit. So that's actually a, a pretty interesting twist there mm-hmm, to it, it is, that, yeah. that maybe maybe you guys should. Anybody that's an interior designer that's a commercial designer, and obviously, you know, Darla Powell Interiors here in in Miami, pitch to them. Say, hey, listen, I know things are slow. I know you guys are hurting, but, you know, we can come in and we can redesign your space, redesign your hotel, redesign this, and when you're ready to go. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said that, and this isn't a commercial thing, but this is on the residential side, Natalie. The consultation that I just came home from when I was late to this interview with, we were talking to the clients and they said, you know, people are at home and they're bored looking at their house. They want something to do. And that might be why it's the interior design side for us seems to not still be chugging along for residential consultations so far because they're stuck in the house and they're living there and they're they're looking at that space and they're going, oh gosh, let's do something about this. <laughs> so 
Jane, if you were stuck at home and, and, and you saw you're scrolling through your Facebook and someone decided to double down on their Google ads or double down on their Facebook ads, you're more than likely going to see it. And then you pick up the phone and give them a call. Take advantage of those hard, right. hardcore people who are who just want to do something at the house that they're living. They're like, you know, I have some time off. I'm going to be home. Let exactly. me I mean, let me remodel. That's I, I found that that's kind of what's happening with the last two consultations. That's fantastic. I do think that you do not have to suggest giant grandiose projects at this time, you know, just things that'll make people feel better, color consultations. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be large scale, full on design. One thing that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about is senior living situations. And just thinking about that age group as a vo- very vulnerable group. And also just, I think senior living facilities, this is, um, it's not yet an area of design that I've, I've really started to penetrate and research, but Somebody that I used to work with at Country Living is deep in that category. And so I really want to talk to her about what's going on. But these new facilities are like so upper crusty, you know, for well-off seniors. And just in light of what's going on, like, I just wonder about the design going forward for epidemics. Like, is pandemic, is that the new? Yeah, um, that's the official new new thing. Yeah, Yeah, pandemic. That kind of interests me. But those places also, I mean, you know, the facilities need to be updated and, and people coming in and out. I mean, well, so also, we recently had an episode with uh, Mike Peterson and Michelle Castagna on Design Harmony and getting certified in the in biophilic by Design Harmony. It's part of one of the spokes is uh, biophilic design, Sorry, but yeah, specialized, <laughs> yeah, specializing in that whole wellness and nature and healing factor. Now would be a really good time if you are certified in something similar to really push that <laughs> that advertising, I would think. Well, yeah, I've listened to that podcast. I think I actually finished it. I binged your podcast. I forget like <laughs> Thank you. I forget where I was driving to, but I was binging it and really enjoyed it. Especially Thanks. your interview with Victoria Sanchez. Oh, Victoria Sanchez. Isn't she lovely? What a, she was such a great interview. I love her. She's great. Um, that was a great interview. Anyway, Thank back you. to Michelle and Mike and wellness. And yeah, I think that's another, you know, great direction to take your marketing in. I do think, you know, it could get though like saturated in a way. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. You have to really pick your place. And, you have to uh, your- feel it. I mean, it has to come from an authentic place. Like, do you know the designer from Naples, Lisa Kahn? No, I'll be honest. No, I do not. Okay. She coined a long time ago and other people use it as well, but she was one of the first to kind of re- talk about the home as sanctuary. And she wrote a lovely blog the other day. I think I shared on my personal Facebook, but just kind of about, you know, wellness and taking the time and, and how she's going to um, talk to, you know, her clients and um, how she's going to get through this. But she's another person that's kind of on that on that beat. And it's it's a, it is very genuine coming from Lisa. So uh, yeah, def- definitely has to be sincere and genuine. And I, I will tell you how we're how we're approaching on the design side when we have client meetings. And even on these new consultations, when we go up, I'm, you know, me, I'm kind of I tend to kind of lighten up things with a little bit of humor. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, normally, when I meet people, I give them a kiss and a hug, but I'm just gonna give you a virtual fist bump. <laughs> and, and everybody just kind of like, takes the tension away. And everybody just kind of laughs and we start and do the thing. And then 
we say, okay, when you move forward, when you start working with us and this all blows over, then you get you get a good hug or something <laughs> like that. And that really just kind of breaks the tension. And so they understand that. And what I've instructed my lead designer, Johanna, she accompanies me to all of these appointments is just to do the same. You know, go, go to the client's house. We do whatever has to be done, hand wash, keep your distance. And that's our policy right now. And so far, the clients, everybody, existing clients and new consultations here in Miami, at least, seem to be pretty comfortable with that and actually really appreciate that we come out and we're just honest about it. We're up front. Hey, listen, we want to respect your space and vice versa. It works well. Well, I think when it's the two of you, that's very controllable. What do you foresee when you are going to start getting into some construction or installs with more people? Do you see anything? We actually do have that coming up. So we do have some of that coming up and where it will be more than just, you know, Darla and I and maybe Johanna or whatever and some of our installers or whatever. We do have a project that's coming up and I actually took the time to send our client an email and said, hey, do we still want to do a photo shoot? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. We don't want to do anything to make you to reach that level of uncomfort. Do you want to reschedule till Discomfort. May? Discomfort. Discomfort. Sorry. <laughs> Unco- whatever. I got do we you. Want to I re- got you, Do we want to reschedule till May? So I put the ball back in her court and said, hey, we're good with it, but what do you want? And and I think that's that's something that I think designers maybe need to to try to do if they can hang on and they can hold on to something say, hey, wait, listen, we're willing to wait till May. Let's give this a good solid month to blow over and we'll move forward. Because I don't know if a lot of the listeners know that I work for the fire department full time on on a daily basis and I work 24 on and 48 off. And we are getting emails, obviously, through the county, from the governor, the mayor, yada, yada, all those yepity yups, we get them. And they're basically talking about the same thing, that when we go into a situation, hand washing is key, distance yourself, don't interact. And if, if we get exposed, we get exposed. It's, it's our job. But we can still take precautions and put them in play, you know, to try to help ourselves before we get to that point. And I think if designers do that as well, and maybe they move some of their meetings to virtual meetings, they may not go on site. As much. As much. And if they have to go on site, you go on site and you do what Darla said, that virtual, I'll hug you later. And uh, (laughs) we move on and go forward. And I, so we just need to take the proper precautions to make sure that we keep ourselves safe and we, we keep our clients safe as well. I agree. And I have to say, you as an emergency medical personnel, they're still just saying hand washing, right? Hand washing. Yeah, they're saying hand washing. And if we get exposed, obviously, there will come a time and day that we will be exposed and we just take the proper precautions and I won't go see my 94-year-old granny. Not touching your face and and doing all that. So I figure if it's good for you seeing all those sick people every day, then, you know, Johanna and I seeing face-to-face clients or maybe once or twice a week, uh, uh, small meetings, like two or three people and and just apologizing ahead of time. Everybody understands nobody's shaking hands right Right. now. Right. Everybody gets that. It's a simple, according to our mayor, you're supposed to do a simple head nod. (laughs) And a curtsy. Let's, yeah, let's all, can we all start curtsying and bowing? Let's bring that back. I read today somebody was saying they did a curtsy. I think it was Rachel Moriarty. I think she she was uh, curtsying in California. Who better to curtsy than Rachel Moriarty? That's so perfect. Yes, very good. Do you know Shannon Jem? The name sounds really familiar. I think so. She's an awesome designer from California, and she sent me something yesterday, which was um, she sent something to her clients that was basically saying, here's how I am carrying on my practice to assure you that I'm conscientious, that I'm coming in very clean. And so she has this whole, we're going to use some of this in our April issue, 
it's very controlled. Like all appointments will have a 10 a.m. start time. She will arrive from her home to her car to your home. She will not pump gas in that time. She will take care of everything else. You know, like just assuring her clients that she is 100% with them in her mind. And she comes with a very limited purse that includes like a notebook, a tape measure, a pen, but everything's been sprayed. The bag has been washed. Just really, she's, you know, she's a little bit of a self-confessed germaphobe. (laughs) She sent me a picture of herself all masked up traveling one day, but she's very much into health and sustainability. And so she sent this out with a few other things to her clients, just as a little bit of reassurance. That's a great idea. That's awesome. Are are we allowed to steal that and give her props? <laughs> yeah, we're no, we're going to steal we're it. Gonna share it. She's she's very sharing. So yeah, no, I I think other people are writing notes. You know, again, this is very personal. This is a very personal business. So you don't want to be uh, sending out like mass emails to your clients. But yeah, that's um, what we're doing. We're taking it case by case basis. Like the the client that has the photo shoot, maybe she does want to push it off to me, or maybe she's just like, you know what? No, there's really no worries. Just don't kiss me on the lips. You know, yeah. go ahead with the photo shoot. So uh, that's what we're doing case by case basis and really just paying attention to everything and, and taking it day by day. I mentioned those designers who just haven't been into it for very long and how I worry for them. And what I wanted to say was when you've been in it for a while, it's a very strong relationship business. And you know, you hear about designers who have done first homes, second homes, the kids' homes. You know, there's this real depth and trust that you build with your clients. So in times like these, I think that that client that has this established, long, trusting relationship, it's it's so easy for them to approach their clients and find out what little things they could help with, how they could be instrumental and helpful. You know, maybe there was something that they never got to do. And so it's it's having those resources that they can go to. That's an excellent point. Can I ask you, Jane, can I ask you to look into your magic eight ball and what does your gut tell you about the next market, the high point market? Do you think that the, it will go on in June or... Do you foresee it possibly even just maybe skipping to the fall? I do see it potentially skipping to the fall. And I say that only because of the way that markets have been scheduled. Now, I am sure that the High Point Market Authority is, you know, they are in touch with all the manufacturers. You know, first of all, provided that this is all behind us, okay? Provided that this is all behind us, then what do we do? You know, the High Point Market is a huge um, economy booster for our state for the city, for Greensboro, for Winston-Salem. So when we think about market, I mean, we're thinking about the designers and the manufacturers, the amount of loss of income for the whole community. I did read that it's a $6.7 billion industry for High Point. Yeah. It's affecting so many more people than just us and just the people that are making your gorgeous furniture, you know? And so there's a lot to consider. There is just a lot to consider. And my crystal ball, again, I wish I could could see it, but have to wait a little bit. I will say this, that God willing, this all blows over relatively quickly and High Point does, let's say they skip June and let's say, uh, according to some of the polls that I'm actually taking and seeing and in other groups that a lot of designers, even if there is a June market, they might just hang on and go to the fall market. I think we should really make a concerted effort as much as we can as designers and in the industry to just go to that high point market and blow their socks off and bring in all your money <laughs> to help that industry recover. Goodness, it better be done by, you know, by <laughs> yeah. summertime. Yeah. So we can all start planning. I mean, everybody's plans just went like, woo. 
you know. Oh, yeah. Everybody's planned. Yeah, exactly. Ours included, yours included, everybody's included. Right. But, but think of all the other people that have already made mm-hmm. summer plans, right? Like kids get out of school. So for June, it's just, it, it's that much harder. But yeah, oh, I think it's going to be like full force. I mean, there's a lot of recovery that's going to have to, you know, happen. Yeah. So I would highly encourage it. If you've never been to High Point, if you're listening to this podcast, you've never been to High Point and you're not sure about the benefit of going, if you are planning on checking it out and they do skip it and they say, okay, let's have a high point in fall to go, go with bells on and hundred dollar bills taped to your forehead just <laughs> to go around and spend some money. Cause I think all together, the, the rising tide thing, if we can go and, and help and spend our monies there and, and bring the economy back there, they are going to need some help bouncing back from this. Everybody is and shopping locally right now, supporting small businesses because is if you don't have deep pockets, if you didn't going into this, this is going to be a very trying time and really weed out some businesses for sure. And just get out. I know you, you know, when you're at high point, you split your time. I mean, you're, you have a lot of um, engagements that you go to, but you're also looking for product for your projects and, and see. Yeah. So as a designer, who's got projects who had consult, just had a consultation today, what are you thinking? What's your, you know, how are you going to, Hopefully, are you psyched about the premise of vi- virtual tours? Um, would you ever come down to market in between market to go sit in a couple sofas and things? I mean, what are you? What are your plans? Yeah, if they had something you mean in the interim between now and fall at High Point Market, like on a smaller scale. What do you, What do you mean? Oh, well, well, we have our monumental markets, which are amazing, and then the High Point Showroom Association is a group of showrooms that are open. They're either open like once a month on like a particular week or some of them are open every day. But, you know, the high point, it's not bustling, you know, in between markets, but but you can do business. And especially when you have relationships with vendors, you know, some of them are around. I mean, they're in their showrooms. A lot of them work from their showrooms. We went to Chaddock a couple of weeks ago in 200 Steel and we shot a video there for one of their new collections. I know... Comer from Century is, you know, is there. I mean, there are people that you know that you deal with at market. A lot of them are around and, you know, you could still connect with them. You know, that's a good point because I will say that my clients really, they like to sit their butts in it. But if they can't, they like me to have sat my butt in it and tell them how awesome it is. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm really bummed that High Point's not going to go on for that reason because we have three new clients that are doing a lot of furnishings. And actually, at the consultation, we told them, hey, you know, now's a great time to, to come on board because we're going to High Point and I'm going to sit our butts and stuff. And now I'm telling them, you know, it was canceled. Right. So everything's going to be virtual. So I would definitely be interested in taking a trip up there and combining the clients and looking at the furnishings. And Natalie is dying to I say know, something. I know, I'm dying to say something because now if we can't get there and we can't get to High Point and that's not possible, then why not help our local companies that carry all these lines that are available at High Mm -hmm. Point to where we can drive up the road and actually put our butts in something if they have it. Mm -hmm. Then we can support the local market. And in the end, obviously, we're helping the bigger vendor as well. True. So I think it may be still a win-win situation. I mean, ideally, yes, we do like to go to market and do all that networking and sit and, and, and have that relationship with our vendor. But if we can't do that and we can't get out of the house, go local. When you say go local, Natalie, are you talking about showrooms or are you talking about retail stores? Yeah, there are a couple showrooms here in uh, in Miami that carry a lot of some of the stuff that we can see at High Point. Some of the stuff they don't, but we can get our hands on a fairly large portion 
of what we can see at High Point, being Miami and, and where we are. But I mean, obviously, we we like to go sit up to High Point and go see all that good stuff. But if we have to, it's it's local. Like we can get Bernhardt, we can get you know all the good stuff. We can still get that from our local guys. We don't get the designer the same discount the same discount that they get. But but we're helping the small business ourselves and still making the client happy. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. When I worked, um, when I lived in Florida a long, long time ago, and I used to um, assist a designer who was very active. A lot of his clients were in the Palm Beach Garden area. And he worked on his own and he only had an iPad and he didn't like paperwork. And most of his design work was done through retail shops. He had a few accounts that he ordered from directly, but he would mostly go to retail showrooms. And, you know, that's the designer's prerogative, how they like to shop, what works for them, um, as long as they're satisfying their client and they're getting paid for their work and they feel like they're getting paid well, whatever works for them. You know, I like retail stores to stay in business. Yeah, I do too, actually. I like open well, Jane, we can only hope for the best, and hopefully this blows over within a, a relatively short amount of time with no you know, real repercussions, and we can all bounce back, and praying for the best, but preparing for the worst, I think, is the best way to go for this, right? I think it is, too, and um, I'm just like, as if designers weren't challenged enough by, you know, <laughs> no. but we will get through this together. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, it's... it's Thankful for for you for your podcast for thank you, you and you and yours. Well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, we 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 hope to you know just help and provide information and inspiration and some ahas. So it's all good. Absolutely, guys. And if you haven't checked out Jane's podcast yet, it's the Designers Today Facing podcast. Something about interior designers or said, and that's available on iTunes and probably a whole hell of a lot of things because they're just like a behemoth magazine for the <laughs> in the design industry. Natalie, do you have something else you want to? I do okay. because you know we usually wrap this up with a what up wingnut round, but obviously Jane has been through our what up wingnut round, so I think, I think we we're should. Good. I think we should ask her our new trial question. Okay, I will try out one question. We have we're one th- question, Jane, that we're we're going to try to throw in here. We're thinking of adding to the What Up Wingnut round. Would you like to give it a test run? I would love to. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a golden girl, which golden girl would you be? Oh my gosh, this is so funny because I, I was up till 3 a.m. last night and I put it on. Oh gosh. <laughs> and, That's and my I, favorite show ever. Oh, gosh. Who are you, Jane? Okay. Blanche? Oh, I, you know... I'm a real combination, but I think I'm more of who who's the B. Arthur character? That's um Dorothy. Dorothy. I don't know. I th- I think I'm really a combination, but I don't think I'm quite Blanche. I think I'm more Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Ooh, go ahead, Darla. Let's see. I'm Rose. I think <laughs> Oh good. You're yeah, she is. She's definitely Rose. I'm I don't, Rose. Natalie, who am I? Who am I? Blanche. I think I'm Blanche too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as horny as Blanche, but I'm definitely as dramatic. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, yeah, I mean, I'm. I guess I'm the voice of reason. Dorothy was always a voice of reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was always the grounded one for sure. Yeah, that sounds pretty boring. Hmm. <laughs> no, Dorothy was Dorothy was pretty cool. B. Arthur, man, come on. She definitely had a sense of style. You know, I mean, I love I love the name Maud. And then there's Maud. Remember that? Natalie has no idea what we're talking about now. 
She doesn't know Maud. Okay. Yeah. Jane Dagby, thank you so much for joining us on such short notice to discuss this uh, this new situation here in the design industry. So thank you for giving us your take. And yes, thank you for asking. I'd be delighted to write an article for designers today. <laughs> wow. I may not read Crystal Balls, but you read mine, Starlet Powell. <laughs> did you I like how I did that? that? Okay. I would love that. Featuring smart people in my magazine is what I'm all about, and I would love Darla that. Smart. Wait a yeah, minute, wait Jane. A minute. We got to talk off air here. <laughs> and yet, you still said it would be okay. Okay, <laughs> Jane. Thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna wrap this up, and we're gonna talk about you now. And uh, you have an amazing week, and please stay well. Bye. Natalie and Graf. Yes, Darla. I think Jane Dagmey's in the same boat as we all are. She is really there. She's in the industry, but I think nobody knows what's going to happen a week or two weeks from now. So we did ask her to take out her crystal ball, and she took that leap. And I think she was probably right on the money. I think that is the prevailing sentiment right now. I, I think we we don't know. I think every day is changing, and everything changes so quickly. And hopefully, by fall market, you know, all this is just blown over, and we might have a few chuckles and a few giggles about it, maybe. I oh, hope. hopefully. Hope, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, that's not a laughing matter, but hopefully we can look at it in our rearview mirror and say, huh, how about that time? Look how much stronger we are. And uh, look at all the great systems and processes I put in place when I had all that time and all that those great marketing strategies I have now. And Brushed up on my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I got that squared away. I squared away my website. I did so True. much stuff that, that can be done, you know, I'm remotely. A, I'm a master of e-design now, right? Yeah, these I are got things. a few... A few new certifications that I went through Mm -hmm. online and you take that time to do that for your business. But like I said in the beginning, don't forget to take the time for your family either. Yeah, that's that is what's most important. So as promised, Natalie and Giraffe. Yes. The Wingnut Social has a blog out on social media content ideas during the COVID-19 and how to handle your social media during the coronavirus crisis, right? Because there's some sensitivities, there's certain things you want to post about. So here's the entire blog will be on our website at wingnutsocial.com slash blog. But here's a couple of the main bullet points and takeaways. For those of you who are pre-planning your content, make sure you kind of go back and peruse it and make sure that nothing is being said in your captions that's glib or a little off the cuff, maybe about travel, eating at restaurants, or anything that you think might be perceived as insensitive with the current situation. You may have written it a month ago, but make sure you go in and check. Like change it back to, you know, I'd love to do this when things return to normal. Yeah, exactly. Realize that your followers might have loved ones that are suffering from coronavirus or at high risk for complications and don't be insensitive. Keep your tone empathetic and upbeat, support and encourage others. And another little tip that you could do, you could do an IGTV live video, hey, while you're sitting at home and you're bored and looking for things to do, you know, this is how I would suggest to rearrange a bookshelf or this is how I would suggest to rearrange a room. Come up with something creative. Get on TikTok. Try not to be over the top, like Darla said, and you know, because people are dying from this, and we realize this, and we know this is a serious event, but still try to give them something, give them a takeaway. And try not to be political and try not to make light of it, like saying things like, oh, it's just the flu, you know, Darwin or whatever, survival of the fittest, even, you know, that don't, don't do that. Try not to get political unless that's your brand and that's where you want to go. Good luck to you. Don't mention anything that indicates you aren't following the protocols. And if any of your business practices has changed, make sure you update that on Google Your Business. Um, Jane gave a good example today too, is, you know, send that email to that client and say, hey, before I 
I get to your house, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'll be there. You know, take out that guessing game of, are they going to go buy McDonald's and grab coffee? Are they going to go buy Starbucks and grab a pastry? I think that was kind of backwards, but you get my point there. You know, be forthcoming in in what you're going to do and who you're going to interact with before you actually meet with a client. Feel free to mention the elephant in the room. It's the coronavirus. It's the COVID-19. There's nothing secret. There's nothing mysterious. There's nothing that's going to make you a pariah by mentioning it. Go ahead and, and mention it. It is massive news and not mentioning it may seem a little unsympathetic, but don't talk about it in all your posts. You don't want to belabor it, but maybe 30 to 50% to have a subtle mention. And make sure all your information comes from a very credible source. Don't, you know, don't get on the onion or something and, and, and post that because that, that just don't work. All right. So those are just some basics. Again, you can find a full blog post on this at wingnutsocial.com slash blog, and you can find out some more information. Guys, just stay safe. Please stay well. Hang in there. We're all in this together. Take this time, brush up on those weaknesses that you've been meaning to address. Let's all try to stay positive and look at it as a blessing in disguise for some of us, maybe, and just stay safe and hope your loved ones stay safe and make it through this. I think that's it for today for this bonus episode. Nat, you got anything else? Nope, just wash your hands. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, and we'll see you Monday. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. 